Earlier we made mention of uh, Mike and Tess and Michaela Pineda and their situation, and uh, they're here, and so I would like if they would to come on up, and I think I'm going to lead a prayer for them. And I know that while I'm praying, that all of you will be uh, praying as well. This is their little princess, can you tell? Are you a little princess? Yeah, you are. You are. It's nice to see you this morning. Do you know how much you're loved? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Let's pray. You bet, John. That'd be great. Wayne, come on up. If there's, yeah, if the elders want to come and join us, that'd be fantastic. Would you pray with me, please? Holy Father, we have, um, we have been here before praying for children who have illnesses that are uh, ones that we need so much, God, for you to intervene and take care of. And Father, in this circumstance, we pray special blessings on the Pineda family. We'd ask your richest blessings and your peace on Mike and on Tess. Father, we pray that you give them your strength and comfort. Father, we pray that you would help them to rely on you, on the presence of your spirit, on their church family, on those who love them. Help them to rely on those who can bless. Give them strength to do so, even at the the darkest and, and most trying times. And Father, we pray this morning your special blessings on Michaela. Father, we want you to heal her body. We want whatever is there that shouldn't be there to be taken completely away through the presence and power of your spirit. And Father, we pray that prayer with confidence because you've told us that we can. And so, Father, we have, we have absolutely no power to heal ourselves. But we believe that your spirit does. And so we're praying special blessings on this family and on this little one today and asking for healing. Father, we pray that prayer with faith. Father, we recognize that there are times in our world when things happen that we don't want to have happen. There are times, God, in your wisdom, when you permit things. And Father, it's only in your wisdom that we can rest assured and confident that the things that happen here will be in accordance with your will in our world, in accordance with your plan, in accordance with the way in which you work and have created our world. And so, Father, we put them completely in your hands, ultimately knowing that you are God, that you love us, that you love Mike and Tess and that you love their daughter. And so, Father, please today bless them with this peace and comfort in knowing these things. Father, watch over those who are caring for Michaela. We pray that you would give them all wisdom. Help them to have at their disposal uh, the best methods possible for treating disease. And Father, we pray that you would... If you choose not to work 
just directly through your own will. We pray that you would use the conventions of modern medicine to eradicate this problem in her body as well. Father, thank you that we can be church family together. Thank you that we can love each other. And I pray your richest blessings on these people whom we love. Through Christ we pray. Amen. John was just reminding me, I, I saw Jenny Neal here earlier, and I know that Braden Thomas is with us somewhere today as well. But I don't... Where? Ah, oh, Grandpa's holding him. Very good. Jenny, congratulations. We're very happy for you. Braden, welcome to your, to your church family, bud. Nice to see you. Please turn to Acts chapter 1, if you would. The theme that we have this morning with reference to God's presence and power is perfect for today. Because we do believe that God works in our lives, that he's not detached, he's not absent, he's not out there somewhere remote and removed, but he's here and he's present through the power of his spirit in us as individuals and in us as a church. He's here when we worship. He's here when we praise. He's here when we pray. He's here on a daily basis in our lives and he wants to bless and bring to us strength and comfort. And I know that he's doing that for the Pinedas even this morning. I just want us to to be drawn to to three specific verses this morning that come near the end of each of the passages that we've already had read today. In verse 14 of chapter 1, and again, this is after Jesus has ascended, he's gone into the heavens to to be at the right hand of God, but he's not gone. He's not removed. And so it says in verse 14, they all joined together constantly in prayer. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can you imagine? Mary, the mother of Jesus, is praying to her son and with his brothers. And they're praying to their brother. Because of who he is and where he now is, he sits at the right hand of God and he extends and offers his power and his presence. And so in the absence of their Lord, whom they saw crucified, but then risen from the dead, the scripture says that they constantly prayed. Now, if they constantly prayed, and God blessed them because they constantly prayed, then it tells me that we don't pray enough. Constantly is a lot. And I don't know how much you pray, but I know how much I pray, and it's not constantly. If I remember correctly, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5.19 that we need to pray unceasingly. And sometimes in my life, I don't. 
But Scripture calls us to that. It examples that. It shows us that. It shows us what happens when the church does indeed pray constantly. The rest of the history of the book of Acts is all about God working in the life of the church. He works in their lives. He's there right with them doing things. And I think that it's exactly in response to the prayers that they offer to him, which tells me again that we need to pray more. Now look at Acts chapter 4. Peter and John have been arrested, but now they've been released. In verse 23, it says, On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And you spoke by your Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. And then look down at verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Now, I don't know about you, but I want that. And there doesn't have to be a physical shaking. I don't have to feel the earthquake underneath my feet. But for the church to be completely filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit and to speak the word of God boldly, that sounds pretty good. And I believe that that's exactly what happens when the church devotes itself to prayer the way that the church was devoting itself to prayer. And if we devote ourselves, maybe constantly, maybe unceasingly, to prayer, then God will answer our prayers. He will do things among us that we can't begin to imagine. And I'm I'm not talking about charismatic experiences. I'm talking about God using his word to influence the lives of people. If we want to have an impact on our community, we can have an impact on our community because God chooses to work through us. If we devote ourselves completely to prayer in this way, isn't it true though? Isn't it true that you and I spend so much of our time focusing on other things? Isn't it true that we get caught up with the things that the world offers to us, the things that are so distracting and look so good, they look so good and they are so fun and they grab our minds and our time and they pull us in and we end up not spending the kind of prayer time that we need to spend. We end up not not spending the time of in scripture that we need to spend and our focus isn't necessarily really there. And isn't it true? Isn't it true that so many of us, that the main thing that we do on a weekly basis in terms of our Christianity, isn't it true that the main thing we do is spend two hours on a Sunday morning in an assembly sitting with other people. And that's good. I like you here. I want you to come here. And I want to be here. I am totally motivated and blessed by being here on a Sunday morning. I love to sing together and to pray together and to read together and take the supper together. I love all the hugs and the smiles and the greetings. I love to pray for babies and I love to have babies introduced. All of it is absolutely wonderful. But it's just for a couple of hours a week, really, that we do that. And this says that the church was praying constantly. Constantly. 
Which means I think that their minds, their hearts, had to have been turned on the Lord lots. They had to have been thinking constantly about God. What did God mean to them? How did they live out their life in Christ? And they spoke the word of God boldly. And you get the impression constantly because the spirit was present within them. There was just so much attention to what God was doing. And we get so distracted. I just can't see the early church getting distracted. They're meeting every day together in Solomon's colonnade, it says, over in Acts chapter 2. They're meeting together every day. They're breaking bread with each other. They're praying together. They're listening to the apostles' teaching, and they're devoted to it, it says in Acts 2.42. And if that's the case, then we're too distracted. We just are. We're just too distracted. There are too many things to which we give our hearts and our lives and our minds that really don't matter anything. They're not important. Like it doesn't matter what car you drive. It doesn't matter how nice your house is. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what kind of prestige that you have at work. None of those things matter at all. In the big picture. The big picture is, are you praying constantly? That's the issue. Are you spending time in the word of God and one with Christ regularly? That's the issue. Are you doing something to build up the kingdom of God? That's the issue. And there isn't anything else that matters. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care how nice your house is. I don't care how nice your clothes are. One of these days, you're going to turn to dust. And so am I. It doesn't matter. But there's a huge question that God is asking the church today about whether or not they devoted themselves constantly to prayer. Whether or not they gave themselves to his word. Whether or not they were speaking the word of God boldly because the spirit was alive in the presence of the church. That's a big issue. And that one won't just go with you to the grave. That's a question that faces the church constantly and will face it for its history and eternity. And so we have to take it seriously. And then turn to Acts chapter 6. This is amazing to me. There are some hungry Greek-speaking widows. And they've been overlooked in the daily distribution of food, probably because... The Jews weren't as concerned about them. So they missed them, maybe intentionally, but they missed them. It's not getting done. So the apostles hear about this and they decide something needs to be done. We need to make sure that these Greek-speaking people are fed. So they specifically say, we can't do this because there's something more important. Now, just think about this. What they're saying is, We've got people over here who need to be given food, but we've got something more important than that. Now, I think it's an important thing for the church to minister to people and to give food where it's needed. That's important. But the apostles specifically say, we can't spend our time doing that because we've got something that's more important for us to do. We we have to give ourselves to prayer. We have to devote ourselves to the word. That's even more important for them than than feeding these Greek-speaking people. The Greek-speaking Christians here. So they make sure that they get that done. And then when they do choose people to hand out the food and make sure that the Greek-speaking people are not 
missed in the daily distribution, when they go to choose those people, the text specifically says that they chose people who were full of the Holy Spirit. And so even in the distribution of food, there's an an intention there of having people completely focused on the things of God and filled with his spirit. Well, every passage here so far, Acts 1, Acts 4, Acts 6, talks specifically about the closeness of these people together with God And it prioritizes it. It prioritizes it. It says, this is the important stuff. And so we, church, if we're going to be in line with Scripture, if we're going to be in line with what God wants to do among us, if we're going to be in line with the Holy Spirit living within us, if we're going to be in line with God working in our world powerfully through his people, if we're going to do what the church needs to do and carry out God's will in our world, we have to be as close to God as these people were. There has to be the same kind of devotion to prayer and closeness to God, his spirit living within us, transforming us, making us one with him constantly in order for us to see the kind of results that they saw. And and for me, I want to see this. I want to I want to feel the earth shake with the presence of the spirit of God. And yeah, I'm speaking figuratively, but there's a sense in which this is exactly what we all want, don't we? For God to work among us in this way, and it will happen when God's people devote themselves to this kind of constant prayer, devotion to him, when we look for people to lead who are full of the spirit. And when we have a whole church that's full of the spirit in that way, God is going to use us powerfully when that happens. It needs to be present in your life in that way. It needs to be present in my life in that way. Let's pray. God, we have prayed today specifically for you to intercede in the life of a family that we love. We've prayed for you to intercede in the life of a little girl that we adore. And we want you to intercede. We want you to intervene here. We want through the presence of your power for something to happen, for for her to be fine, Lord. Father, we know that sometimes things don't go exactly as we want them to. And when, when they don't, we want to be able to have full confidence in you and devote ourselves completely to your will. And so, Father, I pray you'd bless us with that too today. For us to be devoted completely to you. And help us to look at the things around us, Father, as dust. They don't matter. They don't matter at all. But doing your will and having your spirit present within us, that matters. And so help us to live that way. Make your spirit present within us in a real way. Help us devote ourselves constantly to to prayer and to your word, to caring for one another and building each other up. Father, help all those distractions to just go away and to not infiltrate our lives and drag us away from you. Father, we thank you that on a morning like today, we can encourage each other and lift each other up. Continue throughout the rest of this week to bless us through the presence of your spirit. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen.